RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper, and sitting across the table from me. Hello, Greg. I was just going to see if you're going <laughs> to fill in the gaps. Uh, this is the man they call Josie Andrew Utz. That's a journalism trick that mm. if you're ever interviewing someone, this is, hey, here's free journalism advice if you're ever doing an interview. If you're interviewing somebody and you need quotes, right? You're interviewing someone for a story. Uh, if you just shut up, like at random times? They, like if, for example, if I say, uh, hey, Josie, um, tell me about um, beef. And you were just be like, well, you know, blah, 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 go on and on and on. But then you like come to a conclusion. If I just keep staring at you silently, you will want to fill in the, uh, okay. uh, the silence. Nobody, nobody likes awkward silences. And so that's an old journalism trick is to just be quiet because other people will speak if you are quiet. So on the flip side, if you had said how's like how's beef, and I said good, who's going to break the silence? Like, and then that's it. I mean, um, we can play beef chicken if you want. <laughs> this is a dumb podcast, oh, but it's man. the it's our podcast. It's the camp. It's the Ryla Cast, the official podcast. Camp Ryla District fifty eight ten. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. A little bit later in the program, we will be joined by very I would I would say understated. Is the word that I would describe Shelby Smith with? Um, yes. Understated, um, hmm, like almost like almost meek. Yeah. Meek. Uh, you don't even know. Uh, she's in a room. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, we are, of course, joking. Shelby Smith, uh, which is, it's to call her Shelby Smith, by the way, is very weird, too. It is very weird. Not, nothing against um the other half of yes. smith yes but it, it's weird it is uh because i've never known her shelby smith anyway she is our wonderful wonderful guest coming up here in just a moment you will not want to miss that so power through this first segment of me talking to get to shelby talking which is the whole crux of the that's like the, the point that's what we want them to, to and then just stop after that stop. <clears throat> so shelby was tasked with picking a word for this week's podcast and her word was humility Mm. yes humility now you're going to be afraid you're doing doing the trick you're doing the trick and i'm like you know what i'll play your game i'll play your game greg tepper humility i've always thought that humility and humble like that's very weird that they all like I can't think of another example of like if you take a virtue and then you turn it into an adjective mm-hmm. that it adds like a B. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. That's that's always struck me as a very odd turn of grammatical like things. <laughs> really, guys, I I should tell you that I am a professional talker. That's what makes me so good at this. You know, I think <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, uh, humility, and I've got the I've got the first segment. I've got the big segment. Today and, and humility, I think, is is an extremely important and I think underrated virtue and value for a leader to have. I think that there is there is a notion, and, and this is something that I know gets hammered home at camp and gets hammered home throughout the course of the, of the Ryla program, is that being a leader is not necessarily being the loudest one. Yes, right, right. 
and that is something that gets hammered home and hammered home and hammered home and because i do think that that people associate being a leader with being the one talking right you know when that's not necessarily the way it goes but i do think that humility it, it goes hand in hand with that in the sense that um you've got to make sure if you are ever going a true i think we all agree that a true leader is not necessarily the one with all the answers but the person who goes and gets the most answers from the people around them, right? Right. Like who encourages people to give their answers. To right. speak up and yeah. Yes. That is the mark of a, of a true, in my opinion, a, a good leader. Using all their tools. Correct. And so um, I found a, I found an article in the uh, – there's a book called Alive at Work by Dan Cable. Alive at Work by Dan Cable. But I found this um, this article that he wrote for the <coughs> Harvard Business Review. Oh, man. I think that's like the second time you've, you, you've been reading the Harvard Business Review. I just read – you know, I spend my days reading all sorts of sports blogs, but I also pepper in the Harvard Business Review. I'm sure the Harvard Business Review is just like a, a normal – like website or well, they, magazine. They were interested in advertising. I guess not anymore. They were never interested. In I was going to say, like, if you subscribe to the Harvard Business Review, I just picture that, like, you get your first episode or your first edition mailed to you, and then you also get a monocle mailed to you. And you're just like, you'll need this to read our magazine. Send uh, us a note if you subscribe yeah, to the Harvard to the Business, Harvard Business Review. Review. Anyway, just besmirching another. As somebody who works in magazines, I should just be supporting all magazines anyway. Okay. So there's this article by Dan Cable. And he, he talks the, – the headline is How Humble Leadership Really Works. Humble or umble? Like uh, Texas. Like Texas. Ascot? Oh, humble? no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We, I've, we've gone Wild off the rails. Hold on. I got to check that. Humble well, thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking Pratt's. with us here. Boom. Wildcat. Nice. Yes. Okay. He saved it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, point is, uh, how humble leadership really works. Um, and he writes he, – he, I'm going to paraphrase something, but I do want to quote this directly because I think that it's a very good – what we call nut graph in the, in the, um, for the nuts and bolts of it. Quote, to put it bluntly, servant leaders have the humility, courage, and insight to admit that they can benefit from the expertise of others who have less power than them. They actively seek the ideas and unique contributions of the employees – that they serve. This is how servant leaders create a culture of learning and an atmosphere that encourages followers to become the very best they can, end quote. And that really struck to the core of kind of what we were talking about with, with, uh, with humility as far as leadership is concerned, is you are going in there and admitting, saying, yes, I am in charge, right? Yes, I am the leader of the group, so to speak. And yes, I, I have more power than you. Let's just say in, in this particular group. But that doesn't mean that I have all the answers and that doesn't mean that you have none of the answers. It means I'm the one who will, who's responsible for gathering it all up, but we're all in this together. That is kind of – I really enjoyed that, that kind of uh, – Lead up. So he he has a couple of kind of tips and tricks for for those things. One of them he said is to uh, is to ask how you can help employees. Let's say do their own jobs better and then listen. And and that I think is is a huge part of being a leader is that um, you have got to go and empower the people around you to do the best that they can. And 
find ways to help them do their part. You know, mm-hmm. say, okay, what can I do that will make your job a little bit easier? That yes, it may end up being something that is quote unquote below my pay grade. Right. Right. Uh, oh no! I'm the, the idea of there not being a task that you're too important for. I think is very important to as far as leadership is concerned. Uh, and then another thing he mentions is to, uh, and I really like this, create low risk spaces for people to think of new ideas. Oh, that's when you, good. When you start thinking about stepping out of your comfort zone, right? And one of the things that I think is is so valuable and so impactful about camp is. In in many ways, that is a no fail zone. Mm-hmm. In that, uh, that's not to say that you always succeed, but what it is is to say, if you fail, there is not a risk that you are a failure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so I like this idea of creating a low risk space. And and I was reading I I, I was reading a a book Ooh. the other day um, about the office. The the, the, the the show the acclaimed television show ah uh, yes yes and it was about how they wrote the office and they would have what they call blue sky days and what they mean by blue sky days is that you go in they would go into a writer's room and they would say there are no dumb ideas whatever you want to try let's try to flesh it out if you want Jim and Pam to go to the moon. We can we can try it. We okay. can just see if we can make this work. There are no bad ideas, and to me, that is that is so elemental in um, in leadership. Is that if first of all, you've got to make sure that you're not you're not on this pedestal above everybody. Mm-hmm. But using your power, you can create these spaces where we are all in this together, and we are all on the same level, and we all have great ideas. And I want to hear your ideas. Some of them might be dumb. Let's be honest. Right. They're going to be dumb ideas. But if you have the humility to make sure that you are down – I say down to that level. That seems so condescending. It's not true. But but what I mean is that if you are saying, I am not better than you, we are all in this together, and my job as a leader is simply to bring us all together and create a place where we can all be the best that we can. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is where humility plays into it because if you're a, if you're a boss in a corner office that says, leave me alone, you're not worth my time – that's not gonna. That's not gonna lead to the the most productive possible atmosphere, right? So I like the idea of the low risk spaces for people to think of, of new ideas. Uh, and by the way, the, the part of uh, the, there is something to be said about being humble is just kind of self evident, in the sense that like I can kind of trick it up and I could say, oh, you know what, you can do this, and that's an example of being humble or this. But the bottom line is that I think we all know what being humble is. And I think we all know what being uh, uh, what humility is. And sometimes we just have to go out there and say, no, just be humble. Like, mm-hmm. go out there and practice humility uh, in, in your leadership and make sure that you're not treating people as if you're better than them just because you may have more power over them or you may be, you know, you may have a, a higher rank than them, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Right. Um, that was something that really struck me. And I really liked the, the thing that really struck me was one, that nut graph. And then secondly, the, the low risk spaces for people to, uh, to to create ideas, because that's where the best ideas are going to come from. When you have uh, when you've removed the idea that we're all going to laugh at you or whatever failure represents. When you remove that, I think you open up an incredible amount of freedom for people to to really get to the core of it. And yeah, maybe maybe you, Josie, I'm pointing directly at you. Maybe you have a bad idea, right? right. But I'm going to hear that idea, and it's going to spark something—a conversation that's going to bring it around to a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that all starts with humility and the idea of 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 a leader not necessarily 
being the loudest voice in the room, but simply the person that brings everybody together. There's that. All right, I, I, I tried. I told you. And, uh, it I told you. It's me. very effective. Um, okay, so that is something to think about. Now, uh, let's just bring the energy down a level. Bring it on down. Bring it down now. Bring it down. <laughs> let's bring in our very special guest, Shelby Smith. She will join us after the break. Stick with us on the Rallycast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. I have felt like this podcast has lacked a certain energy. It's been, uh, do you feel like you're dragging today? Oh, that, you're just calling me out. Basically, um, yes. Yes, I yeah, absolutely. This is, the st- this is the start of an ongoing tension between the two <laughs> co-hosts of this podcast. <laughs> Award-winning. Um, I feel like we need to up the energy here. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, unfortunately, the only person we could find, though... <laughs> The only unfortunate. How flattering. The only person. Let's bring in maybe the most high energy member of the Ryla family. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are so pleased to be joined by Shelby Smith. Yay! Hi, guys! Hello! Thank you for joining today. And I called you. And I called. And we're we're in the studio, and people are are walking by. We're in, um, a, we're in an aquarium. We're in an aquarium. And people are like, "Oh, what's going on in there?" Let's just don't tap on the glass. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, first of all, we called you Shelby Smith. Yes, which is a new thing. It is a new thing. So I got married eight uh-huh. months ago. That's Congratulations! Still very new. Thanks. It's weird because like maybe not the best way to lead into talking about your marriage. <laughs> to say it's weird, but go on. <laughs> No, so I actually, so I actually like talked about this one time. So like, marriage is so odd because it's so foreign. Like, there's nothing that like prepares you for it because like, yeah, you can have relationships, but mm-hmm. like, there is there is nothing compatible like or comparable to marriage. Like, it's just like this person is like a leech, but like the best. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, you interrupted. I didn't get to finish. It's like no, the no, best right. kind of leech. It's like a leech. But it has love, and it's cuddly, and it's nice. But then, like, it's always there. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, life isn't about you anymore. And that's mm-hmm. and that's a good thing, because I think that, like, chisels us to be better humans, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just definitely an adjustment. Mm-hmm. But in a good way. <laughs> They're both looking at me very, like... I've just got to tell you that, like, if I were on this... Well, I'm just saying, as somebody with a wife, that... Uh, um, I would love to, to be. I would like, love hey, to be talk. described as a leech. <laughs> yes, that sounds like. But I know. I know. But I know what you mean. It's yeah. in the best You're, way. No, no, no. I, I know what you yes, mean because yes. you are immediately in every way a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. In that, yeah. what happens to you happens to them, and mm-hmm. what happens to them happens to you. Yes. And you're exactly right. There's not a, a template nope. for that. So I think. Nope. Anyway, so congratulations on your Thanks. on your your your, your new leech. Fa- He's a very handsome leech, <laughs> and he and he and he treats me well. well good. <laughs> yes. That's good. It's we're, a good. It's I'm a good. Very, thing. Very, He's gonna listen to this. And it's very, not gonna end well. I'm it's very happy for you. Well, <laughs> as we uh, as we lead in. Um, there's there's nowhere to go but up. So please, uh, <laughs> it can't get any worse, folks. This is it. <laughs> Tell us your Ryla story. All right. So my Ryla story. I was a camper in 2013, which was wow, like six years ago. You looked at your did, watch. Did, did your I did. Watch I don't know why. No, it has the month and the day. It's not a sundial. I had to think about it. Um, you don't know that. For I have sure, no right? response for that other than yes. So I went to camp six years ago. 
feels like forever. Um, long story short, I wasn't supposed to go to camp and then found out like the day before camp that I was going. And I like freaked out because my older sister went back in the day and I just saw what a uh, transformation it did on the kind of person that she was. And I was just so pumped that I was going to get the same opportunity. And, dude, I was not let down. Um, I was just, like, floored by how everything that she told me was so true and so much more. Um, everyone was genuinely just the best kind of people. So kind, so welcoming, so uh, encouraging, uh, willing to connect with you on so many different levels. Um, so I left camp super pumped, even more pumped than my already pumped state of self and um, I was super honored to be selected to return the next year uh, as an assistant uh, activities counselor so I wasn't in a cabin mm. rather helping mm-hmm. with like the back behind the stage stuff and um, all the crazy activities which was awesome I think a great fit for me just because I love pumping people up and I loved getting to like just be in everyone's face and to, like who is this chick with the hair and it is like that is I I'm here to just like pump you up and love on you and so so yeah so I went uh, as an ACC and um, have returned every year since as on the activity staff, and it's been fantastic. I always like look forward to that time of year because it's just when I get to be awesome and crazy, and everyone values that, and um, I just get to be yeah, super positive and energetic, and it's great. Well, and, and I, Josie, by all means, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I I find you so when I return to camp. Um, I definitely got uh, introduced to you. Um, I think in the same way that every everybody gets introduced to you, which is just a lot. Uh huh. But you have one of the most infectious personalities Aww. I think of anyone I've ever met. Thank you. Like there are people who are who are high energy that I that I want. I'm like, no, okay, stop. Yeah. Now, could you could you could that's <laughs> fine. Like, I want to like Aww. look through through my fingers. Um, but not with you. Like every time, every time, and I think that that's that's a credit to the way to to your personality and the 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 place of love that the that the passion comes from. Um, that it's like it's infectious. I'm like, okay, you're pumped up, so that makes me want to be pumped up and yes. things like that. Yeah. And that's that's I think an important role to to, to have at camp. Yeah, and and like Greg, um, I try to avoid the high pumped up energy people. <laughs> uh, but you, I actually, and I feel like. Um, other people will say this, seek out whether, you know, I'm feeling down or up. Mm. You are a person uh, that people want to be around. You're going to make me cry. Okay, let's, get let's, the mic let's, wet. Let's stop, let's stop being so nice to okay, her. So, yeah, what's yeah. Your, so what's your deal Thank now? You like, what do you, what do you do? Oh, gosh. So I get paid to be crazy, but not on the, I'm not on earth anymore. They, they, they put me in space <laughs> now. Um, and they put me in a uniform and gave me a microphone. It's, it's a bad deal. Uh, so in lay terms, I am a flight attendant for Southwest Airlines and I absolutely positively love it. Um, I feel total freedom to be myself, to be crazy, to be fun, uh, to be super kind. uh, And sometimes, like, the most love I can give someone is not in your face. And it's not, like, jokes on the PA system. Like, sometimes it's just like, hey, like, are you doing okay? I can see. I mean, I've come across people that um, are in tears coming Mm -hmm. on the plane. And, like, that's definitely, like, a different approach than sometimes what is just an obvious like outward expression of like happiness and stuff like sometimes like i just need to be on be on their level but anyway so it's it's an awesome opportunity to get to serve people in so many capacities 
Um, how would you say um, that you use the stuff you learned from Ryla in your your everyday life, be it in your new marriage or be it in um, oh, yeah. in in, um, in 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 the air, right. flying flying through a, in a metal tube <laughs> through the air? How do you, how would you say you use the stuff you learned at Ryla? Yeah. Today? So from your list of words that mm-hmm. I got to pick from, um, I think like my immediate draw was to pick something like super in your face, like um, energy or passion or something like that. But it would have been like, on brand. No, yeah, that would have been that would have been seen it coming a mile away. But um, I chose humility because I think that's something that um, is something that I for sure like have to work on and continually have to work on. Uh, just like being aware. Um, for example, like in my new marriage, like. And you're both married, so you know, like, life is not about you anymore. Mm-hmm. Your time is not about you. Your schedule is not about you. Your money is not about you. Even your own bed is not about you anymore. And so it when is. When you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's just, just like this whole new this whole new way of, like, understanding how to serve someone. And, again, going back to the point of, like, what what's that look like? What's that level? Is it that, like, that um, really soft kindness? Or is it a energy, like, you're down, like, I need to pick you up. I need to uh, make you laugh. I need to make you, you smile. And so it's so many different uh, ways that looks. Um, now, in my job, Definitely, um, humility is needed in plethoras. Um, it is a, it is like the plethoras. I can't spell that, so don't ask me how. Um, We're just a presidential podcast. Okay, perfect, beautiful, awesome. Uh, so. It is like the ultimate customer service job because, like, these people pay a large amount of money to pay for the transportation to get somewhere and that's totally understandable but like the service like needs to be there like you always need to be calm you always need to be welcoming you always need to be like 100,000 percent like the best you and so like sometimes that looks like getting people six drinks and in odd combinations and it's like you know I'm just here to serve I'm just here to love and if that's a hug if that's six drinks like let me like how can I serve you what's the best way to make this not about me uh, and I think camp taught me that really well because I think just like who I am it's really easy for me to be the person that's um, loves the spotlight honestly and mm-hmm. like loves the attention and like loves to be loved by so many people but I think like camp showed me that like I do have a loud voice but sometimes like the quietest are like the most kind and most wise and uh, most well-rounded. And so um, it just taught me to take a step back from maybe what comes uh, really naturally and just like, yeah, just be more chill, like be more in tune for sure. And so for me, that looks like a lot of humility that I'm, again, continuing to to try to work out in my life. I do have a lot of job-related questions. We yeah. can't get to them all on this That's podcast, okay. yeah. but uh, to know like what route you're on from to go from hugs to six mm-hmm. drinks, I feel like that's enough. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot that there. happens. Yeah. Um, but do you have any other questions nope. before I ask go for it, man. the question? Come on. So uh, as we in- invite people on this podcast, uh, we invite them again to plug something, whether it's a book, movie, uh, TV show, recipe, uh, airline. <laughs> Please feel free. This is your floor. Oh gosh, this is a lot of pressure. Um, I think what it would be 
I make my own sound effects, by the way. Um, I think what it would be is, uh, so I graduated college a year ago and got married, like, pretty shortly after and, like, started a new job and, like, moved away from home. So it was, like, a lot of change for me. Um, I think, like, something that kept me, like, sane almost and kept me, like, who I am was, like, still being involved and still making time for something that I'm really passionate about. And so, like, for me, that's dancing. Like, for me, that's, like, doing something, like, getting out on the dance floor and acting a fool, but it being completely appropriate. So, just kind of like camp. Um, but, so, for, like, I know, like, a lot of, like, high schoolers will be coming through, like, listening to this. I think that's something, like, important for them to hear is, like, life's about to change really, really drastically. Mm-hmm. But don't lose, like, who you are. Like, if that's reading if that's hiking if that's dancing if that's puppet shows i don't know like do your thing uh but stay i don't know like do something that do something that you love uh that isn't art for you i suppose so finally um josie didn't have the courage to ask but i will okay um about your job because your job is amazing i have i have so many questions that we could go for hours and hours but I just want to know, you, you fly a lot, mm-hmm. and you, you understand the airline industry better than anybody. But we fly. I, I've we, been on a plane. I have also been on a plane. Yes. Oh. And I think a lot of people listening to this nice. are interested in the inside scoop. Give us a hack. Give us, a, give us a, an, air, an airline hack. Give us a, an air travel hack. Something that we don't know that if we know now from you, the expert... That this we will. A lot of pressure. I know. Uncomfortable well, right now. While you're thinking of one, I'll have an example. Okay. Like the okay. rolly suitcase bags. Mm-hmm. I know mine will fit in the overhead mm-hmm. compartment. Mm-hmm. I don't need the desk lady telling me that it has to be checked. She hasn't even given me the chance yeah, to put it up there. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Yeah. Oh, y'all. There's like I could just go on like with little pieces, like pieces of information. That's all I yes. need. I don't. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I could just like start rambling, and you just tell me when to stop. Go. Done. As far. Okay. So as far as the luggage, maybe, like, it will fit in the overhead bin space, but maybe, like, they're anticipating, like, a really full flight, and they already have a lot of, like, carry-on mm-hmm. items. So, like, even that they know that it's going to fit, like, they probably don't have room for it on board, especially depending on what configuration of aircraft it is. Mm-hmm. So if it's a 700, there's a lot less room than if it was on an 800 for a 737 Boeing. Um, let me think. Otherwise, middle seats are not the greatest. Um, you always want the window. You want the aisle. But I think that's pretty obvious. No. I don't shoot, I don't. I don't know. Um, oh, my goodness okay Okay. so i have so this is a good one this is solid if you are traveling on an airplane there's like just a lot of like cleanliness rules i don't think people understand do not i repeat do not go to the bathroom with your shoes off it's like i see that all of the time it is not guys it is not water on the floor i promise you i i have i've seen it all okay if you're traveling carry with you like like cleansing wipes like little wet ones wipe down your seat your tray table like wash your hands and then like clean it with like a a little sandy wipe afterwards unfortunately like aircrafts are just not there's a lot of people on it's a lot of people in confined okay can i just have the whole can of uh ginger ale if i ask yes i can for okay. Southwest, you can. Yeah, Ooh. but I know, I know other airlines are. Well, we're not, not gonna, as, not as kind. Yeah, but we're not going that. to. No, no, we're not. No, we're not going to mention no. that. No, no. no. Um, okay, Shelby Smith, this has been so wonderful. <laughs> uh, thank you for being you, and thanks for being a, a guest on the podcast. Absolutely, thank Ladies you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, me. Shelby Smith, yay! yay!
And a thanks once again to our very special guest, Shelby Smith, for being our guest here on the Rylocast. A ball of energy. Always. But as, as I mentioned to her, there are some people that when they have a lot of energy, it can be really overbearing. Mm-hmm. And it can be like, can you just – like you want to you like plug your ears or like watch them through your fingers and things like that? And with her, it, like she has that kind of infectious energy yes. where it just makes you want to be fired up. So um, I like Shelby. She's fun. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Retweet. I'm pro. I'm pro. <laughs> Retweet. Retweet. <laughs> with a comment – Comment or just like an emoji, uh, just like just yeah, like just the, an emoji, like the praying hands praying emoji. Hands. Yeah, like yeah, raising the roof. I don't know why I'm raising the <laughs> raising literally the raising roof. the roof. Oh, welcome <laughs> to this podcast in 1997. Uh, and now with something to leave you with on the topic of humility, or maybe not. Maybe he's too humble to admit that he found something. Ooh, I don't know. Here he is, Jesse. <clears throat> well, thank you, Greg. Uh, yes, I, at risk of of telling this story. Um, I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast, uh, but again, a, uh, a story about me, as always, you know, in an episode about humility, what's more important than talking about me. <laughs> um, but uh, right out of college, uh, I worked for the railroad, and I, I will always remember... Sir, um, it's pronounced choo-choo. Oh, choo-choo. I worked uh, choo-choo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I uh, filled in for a manager after I had only been through the training program for about a year. Um, and I remember we were uh, at a, a railroad crossing in Rockwall, Texas. And Rockwall, uh, Texas. This surf, this tamping gang, uh, it's, it's two guys, were essentially making the track straight uh, at this railroad crossing. Hmm. And these guys each had been with the railroad for about 35 years. So there's a combined 70 years of experience. All they do day in and day out is sit on the machines and make railroads straight. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, they were we were getting close to needing to free up the track so they can run choo-choos on them. Thank and, you. And Jim, uh, I came up and Jim was like, well, you know, I, I think we're good to go. You know, what do you think, boss? And I'm like, I'm 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been on this job a grand total of five days. And I said, I, I really don't know what I'm looking at. Jim, Can you? what do you think? And he paused, and not like the awkward pause were like waiting for me right. to say something. Um, but he stopped, and I was like, well, is everything okay? And he goes, well, no one has ever asked me that before. And I mm. thought about the gravity of that situation, that a guy had been doing his job for 35 years, and no one had ever turned around and said, what do you think about the job you just did? Hmm. And it resulted in him saying, well, honestly, I'd, I'd like to do another pass. And I said, okay, well, then do another pass. And he said, well, we don't have the time to do that. And I was like, that's that's where, you know, like you said, that's where the leadership aspect comes in. That's my job to worry about that as the manager. Yes. And so, you know, I, I fought for the other pass. Um, but that has always stuck with me, that idea that um, – and really, you know, you're walking around. You don't know – strangers what what their expertise is um and this guy you know he wasn't really banging the table for hey listen to me listen to me Mm -hmm. he he was just saying hey i'm i'm done if you want me to be done kind of thing well and it's there's twofold there first and foremost like you like you're and i'm not trying to kiss your butt here (laughs) but uh what the your your deference to experience 
I think is is key there. And the experience gap, I think, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. it's so it's very hard to navigate because on one hand, you want to be taken seriously, right? Mm, right. Just because you're young should not be counted against you. But at the same time, it's also important to know that there are people who are going to know a lot more about you through no, no uh, through more about the situation through no fault of your own. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That. Like in my line of work, which is significantly less important than yours, but uh. in my line of work, there is there's this interesting balance between um, young writers and older writers. Older writers always want to give like I, I say always I'm I'm painting with a proper brush, <laughs> but they want to give that like these these young writers they're they're whippersnappers and they don't necessarily know what they're doing and things like that. People you know you hear a lot of uh, back in my days, right? Right. But young writers always think they're going to go out there. And change the world. They're going to change the game. They're going to do things. And and I had to find out probably two or three years later than I should have that like these these older writers are not your enemy. These older these older people who who do your job are assets to you. And mm-hmm. if you can simply just tap into that, then you can improve yourself, even if you only take part of what they're doing. So I think that there's a, a there's a humility in what you did as far as the the deference to them and just saying, listen, you probably know a little bit more than I do. Not that I'm not smart. Right, right, and, and that's that's I think another thing about humility is that it does not necessarily have to be self self deprecation. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at self deprecating jokes, <laughs> not as but, good as I am. But <laughs> that's like a that's, a, that's weird. super meta. Um, but that is, but to me, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that I'm not good enough. Right, it can just mean I think you're better than I am at this. Why don't you take a stab at this? Mm-hmm. And so I think that the deference that that you showed there is 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 an important part of, of humility, especially in, in a leadership position. But that, you know, at the same time, I doubt that that guy respected you any less. Right. You know? Right. Well, and... and um, Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He he hated my guts. Old Bill. Uh, but I, I wrote down some words here, you know, fear, imposter syndrome, you know, like we talked about mm-hmm. in previous episodes. And all of that stuff, you know, as a young leader um, was going through my head. And I, I imagine... You know, if, uh, it's going through a lot of people's heads of, you know, if I say I don't know something, then I'm going to be walked over and just passed up on in whatever job they do or whatever activity. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, you just have to accept that risk if I can just – I guess I'm just trying to pile on all the words and topics we've used in every podcast. This is this is the final podcast of our thing. Into something this to leave the you with. big series finale. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess the, the something to leave you with is just, um, don't be afraid not to be the smartest person in the room. I mean, actually, if you're the smartest person in the room, you should, you should find a bigger room. Man, but just, yeah, be sure that you are, man. Because, man, because there, oh, is there anything worse? And I freely recognize the irony of me (laughs) saying this, but is there any, anything worse than somebody who thinks that they're the smartest person in the room? And everyone else is looking around being like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, we've all had that boss. Mm-hmm. We've all had that boss who's just convinced that he's the smartest guy that's ever walked the earth. And that he's, you know, and then, but everyone's just like, jeez, like, I promise. But at the same time, like, I remember, I remember that boss for me. Mm-hmm. And I won't name check him, but I did have a boss like that, that I was like, man, I am 100% sure I could do your job better than you could. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, going back to humility, right? Like, 
my job at that moment is not to one up my boss. Mm-hmm. My job is to go out there and do my job and, and to do it the best that I can and hopefully get noticed in, in a way that, that will, that will lead me to have his job one day. Um, that was a former job, I should say. Uh, but <laughs> I think former. that like there's, I don't know, humility just has a lot of tentacles with, with regards to that. And, and, you know, I was a young hotshot journalism kid who was like, I'm so smart. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, this, this old guy, this old part doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot about that stuff. Yeah. Good well, po- I think you're doing great. Good podcast, man. Good podcast. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thank you so much to Shelby Smith for being our very special guest on the topic of humility. And please rate and subscribe this, or rate, subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast uh, wherever you get it. Um, and here with a way, an antiquated way to tell you how to tell other people about this podcast is Josie. Yes, uh, write it on a penny and put the penny on the railroad track so the train goes over it and flattens the penny into a real long word. The choo-choo? The choo-choo. I'll get it. I'll get it one of these days. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you next time on the Rattlecast. <laughs>